0: Welcome to episode 26 in the Lives of the Saints second series. I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church. In this episode, I pay tribute to the Blessed William Tyndale, whose feast day is October 6th. The musical theme for the second series is Horatio Nelson's hymn from All the Saints in Warfare, written in 1864 and here played on the organ to the tune Aurelia. The recording was produced in the United Kingdom by Richard Irwin, whose website, www.hymnswithoutwords.com, includes many traditional Anglican hymns and tunes available for download and use in local services. I thank Richard Irwin for granting permission for its use. The name William Tyndale should be familiar to all Christians who appreciate the privilege of being able to possess and read a Holy Bible written in the English language. He was born in 1494 A.D. to a Gloucestershire farmer. Though the son of a man of modest means, Tyndale studied at Magdalen Hall, Oxford University. Magdalen Hall eventually became Hartford College in 1874 AD, and is not the same institution as Magdalen College, Oxford. He was awarded a Bachelor of Arts and became a subdeacon in 1512 AD, and received his Master of Arts in 1515 AD, the same year he was ordained a priest. He began studying theology, but was informed that the rules of Oxford, guided by the rules laid down from Rome, did not permit him to study originals of Scripture, even though many Greek manuscripts of the New Testament had become available in the Western Church after the fall of Constantinople to Muslim conquest in 1453 AD in the previous century. He remained at Cambridge through 1521 A.D., gathering students in secret to study and translate the New Testament following the model of Erasmus, the Dutch scholar who had already done so in Europe and who had taught at Cambridge. The illustration of the Blessed William Tyndale is from John Fox's Book of Martyrs, officially Acts and Monuments, published at London in 1563 A.D., John Fox was an Oxford University student who knew Hugh Latimer, was ordained a deacon by Nicholas Ridley, and later ordained a priest by the Bishop of London, and who lived through the persecutions in England by taking refuge in Europe. He returned permanently after the accession to the throne of Elizabeth I. John Fox's Book of Martyrs was begun as early as 1552 A.D., while Edward VI was still king. Tyndale was a gifted man with a talent for languages. He was fluent not only in English, but also in Greek, Hebrew, French, German, Italian, Latin, and Spanish. According to local tradition, he began translating the New Testament in his bedroom in Gloucestershire, where he was chaplain to a prominent family, that of Sir John Walsh at Little Sodbury Manor. A local clergyman reported him to church authorities, and he was summoned to a meeting with John Bell, Chancellor of the Diocese of Worcester. He was warned of papal rules against such translations, but at that time no disciplinary action was taken against him. Afterward, to the clergyman who had reported him, he said, and this is the text published in John Fox's Book of Martyrs, I defy the Pope and all his laws, and if God spares my life ere these many years, I will cause the boy that driveth the plow, to know more of Scripture than thou dost. Frustrated by the position taken by both Oxford and Cambridge Universities, Tyndale left Gloucestershire for London in 1523 A.D., seeking audience and protection from the Bishop of London, Cuthbert Tunstall, who had studied at Cambridge University under Erasmus. Tyndale's high expectations were not met when Bishop Tunstall denied Tyndale either a position on his staff or his protection. Tunstall is said to have argued that the average Englishman was not ready and should not have access to translations into English. Tyndale, with financial help from a local merchant, preached and taught and continued translating his New Testament until the spring of 1524 A.D. when he left London, bound for Europe. He enrolled at Wittenberg University in Saxony in east-central Germany, where Martin Luther, the former Augustinian monk who had had started teaching in 1508 AD, it is believed that Tyndale brought his Greek manuscripts, from which he had worked in England, and also Erasmus's earlier translation. His New Testament was published in 1525 A.D. with a second printing in 1526. These were smuggled into England in bales of cotton and other commercial objects. In London, Bishop Tunstall issued orders forbidding booksellers from possession of them and seized and burned all the copies he could find. In 1529 A.D., under pressure from England's Cardinal Woolsey, Tyndale was tried in absentia and convicted of heresy. Of this original translation, the 1525-1526 edition, only three have survived. Even in Europe, split between the states loyal to Rome and the Holy Roman Emperor Charles V and those committed to the Protestant cause, Tyndale had to hide from authority. He began translating the Old Testament beginning with the five books of Moses or Pentateuch and in 1534 produced a revised translation of his New Testament. In early 1530 AD, Tyndale wrote a pamphlet critical of Henry VIII's plan to have his marriage with Catherine of Aragon annulled. Tyndale's arrest in the Belgian city of Antwerp in 1535 A.D. was the result of his betrayal to the forces of Emperor Charles V by a friend, Henry Phillips. He was tried and convicted of heresy the following year. He was garroted to death before his body was burned at the stake in Vilvoorde, Belgium, about 15 miles north of present-day Brussels, on the 6th of October 1536. His last words were, according to John Fox's Book of Martyrs, O Lord, open the King of England's eyes. The illustration showing Tyndale's words in a text balloon at the top left is another woodcut from John Fox's Book of Martyrs published at London in 1563 A.D. The blessed William Tyndale's original objective was to put a copy of the Bible in England into the hand in English into the hands of every plowboy in England. He succeeded far more than he ever expected. The Bible has become the most popular book ever published. The King James version, largely based on the early work of Tyndale and his associate Miles Coverdale, has been published in nearly every language of the world. It is more than likely that it was Tyndale's style of writing, used, which was later used in the King James Version, and not that of Shakespeare, which made English into a worldwide language. He introduced many words and phrases into the English vernacular, Jehovah, Passover, Atonement, Scapegoat, Let there be light, the powers that be, My brother's keeper, the salt of the earth a law unto themselves, filthy lucre. It came to pass, gave up the ghost, mercy seat, long-suffering. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, daily bread, God forbid. His insistence upon love instead of charity, which is derived from Latin, is not honored in the king by the King James editors, but has been brought back by the editors of the New King James Version. In the formal sense, the memory of William Tyndale continues in the many colleges, universities, seminaries, plus memorial plaques and statues and stained glass windows that bear his name in England, the Netherlands, Belgium, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and the United States. The collect for the Feast of the Blessed William Tyndale is from the 1963 edition of Lesser Feasts and Fast. Accept, O Lord, our thanksgiving this day for thy servant William Tyndale and grant unto us in like manner such constancy and zeal in thy service that we may obtain with him and thy servants everywhere a good confession and the crown of everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Two two other episodes in this series which cover similar or related topics are episode 24 which is focused on St. Jerome of Jerusalem, translator of the Vulgate Bible, and episode 28 which is focused on the English martyrs Latimer, Ridley, and Cranmer and include more illustrations from John Fox's Book of Martyrs. Episodes are linked from the AIC website, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The videos are found with with links on the digital library page, and the podcasts are linked from the podcast archive page. Thank you for joining me for episode 26 in the Lives of the Saints' second series. Next time, in episode 27, I celebrate the life of St. Vincent de Paul, whose feast day is also October the 6th. Episodes of this and all our videos are available both on our YouTube channel, the full URL address for which is https://www.youtube.com/c/stjohnc or more simply through our newly redesigned website www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. At that site the digital library page gives links to our seasonal videos and other videos. The Bible study link similarly connects you to our existing Bible study videos, New Testament Gospels and Revelation. The podcast homilies link gives access to our extensive archive of MB3 podcasts, both for the Sundays and the 1928 Book of Common Prayer and on other topics and services. The podcast archive link provides access to podcasts of our Christian education, seasonal, and Bible study videos. The two virtual bookstore links, found at the bottom center of the homepage, provide access to information about the paperback and Kindle editions of all our AIC bookstore publications. Purchase of these books helps fund this Internet ministry, with 100% of all book royalties contributed to the AIC. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our newly redesigned website and use its resources at www. AnglicanInternetChurch.net.